What's shaking everybody? It's Will from Road Noise Gaming and today I want to hit you with a little quickie. Um, it's going to be extra rambly, extra chill, chillaxed, um, extra stammery, stuttery because I have no, nothing scripted. I'm just going to be ranting and raving at you guys and really today is a hype cast for Cadence of Hyrule. So don't really expect anything too intelligent or too this is not, I'm not doing anything of value here. I'm just hyping the game and hyping myself up for the game because Cadence of Hyrule, it was leaked or supposedly leaked that Cadence of Hyrule will actually drop on May 30th, which is in about 36 hours from now. So that is pretty awesome if that ends up being true. And it makes sense. It makes sense for the following reason. Um, <clears throat> well, basically, Nintendo has listed Cadence of Hyrule on their game store site as coming in spring of 2019. Now, I don't know when the spring 2019, got, I don't know when it got there. I just remember seeing it saying uh, 2019. I don't remember it saying spring, but someone pointed out today that it is indeed a spring or slated to be a spring release. Now, if you want to get technical, spring, the first day of spring is June 21st. So that's obviously after E3 takes place. And um, so there's some things to think about there. Uh, this Cadence of Hyrule is basically going to come out either before or during or right after E3 one of those, if it's indeed going to be a spring release. Um, and if it's not, if it doesn't come out, you know, by the, the last week of June, then it would be considered a summer release. Uh, so I think that Nintendo has spring there for a reason. We're basically at the end of spring or close to the end of spring now. we got another month of it left. Uh, and after that, spring is donezo and Cadence of Hyrule should be out before that happens. So with that in mind, yeah, like I said, it's either this leak that has come out or it's going to be during E3, maybe right after the E3 Direct, maybe during the E3 uh, Nintendo Treehouse presentation, uh, could be, or it could just be they have, they have a random announcement that comes in after uh, E3. I'm thinking one of those three, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking the most likely would be in lieu of this leak, I think the most likely outcome would be that the 28th is actually, or excuse me, the 30th of this month is when it comes out. It just, you know, because, I mean, June, technically spring starts on June 21st, but I mean, you know, spring feels like it ends in May. And then once it, once June rolls around, you know, it's hot outside. It just feels like summer, at least where I am. It feels like summer when June, when June rolls around. So, you know, I, that's another just sort of gut feeling I have about it. Um, I believe this leak to be true, uh, just because I think for reasons I just mentioned, I think it adds, too, too much of it adds up. Um, and it's really fascinating how Nintendo is, seems to be clearing their schedule for E3 because this, you know, today we had a Pokemon uh, press conference, I guess announcing one or more mobile games. I tuned into it for just like a split second and I guess saw the end of it. Uh, and there's also a Pokemon Direct coming up this week. And then 
there's cadence of Hyrule potentially coming out before E3. So the hype is just, we're just surging into E3. Now, this could mean a couple of things. It could mean that Nintendo has so much to talk about at E3 that they actually can't give Mario Maker and they can't give Pokemon Sword and Shield any time or much time during E3 because they want to have these dedicated directs to get the information out those ways. Um, So I'm I'm hopeful for this. I'm hopeful for uh, Cadence of Hyrule coming out on the 30th. But back to what I was saying, I'm losing my train of thought here, guys. I apologize. But back to what I was saying, um, you know, Nintendo doesn't, they don't really care that much about E3. They don't feel like their, their Nintendo Direct has to just get knocked out of the park during E3. I mean, for them, I think they could just, the way they're sort of doing this, I feel like they should, could kind of just have it a really normal, everyday kind of Direct with no, you know, I, we'll get a big announcement. Obviously, we'll get a, probably a couple of big announcements. But, you know, it may not be all that we're really expecting. Um, but I'm hopeful that it is because, again, when all of these things are happening, when there's a Pokemon Direct now, when there was a Mario Maker Direct just a couple weeks ago, and now Cadence of Hyrule may be getting this early release date uh, before E3, then what, what else is there to talk about? I mean, that's three big games that are just sort of covered, um, that we don't need to really go into a ton of detail about uh, during E3. So that's very interesting. What could they have up their sleeve? But anyway, that was a tangent. Let's get back on topic to Cadence of Hyrule. So Cadence of Hyrule is a game that when it was announced a couple months ago, I was, uh, I was admittedly a naysayer. I was a naysayer because really the reason I was a naysayer is because I hadn't really played Crypt of the Necrodancer and I didn't really know how fun it was. Now, since that announcement, I have played Crypt of the Necrodancer and I can absolutely say, yeah, it's all that in a bag of chips. Did I just say that? I I can't. I wish I could edit this podcast, you know, because sometimes I just say asinine shit and like, like all that in a bag of chips. But... Let's get back on track here. Um, Cadence of Hyrule, it it was a game that when it was announced, I was like, this is just going to be another crappy Zelda spinoff game that no one wanted. No one wants a Zelda rhythm game. There's not a single person in the world... Well, that's probably not true, but there's there's not a single will from Road Noise Gaming in the world that wants to have that game. Like, it's just not, it's just unnecessary. Why do that? Why not give us a, you know, if you want to do an indie mashup with Zelda, cool. Work with Blossom Tales, work with the Anodyne creators, work with any number of other creators out there that could make a Zelda like experience. That could just be a fun Zelda adventure that's not, uh, that's not a, a freaking rhythm game. So that was my. <laughs> That was my take on this whole thing. And there's a whole podcast I have dedicated to that. Um, And so go check that out. But, you know, hang on just a second, guys. Okay. So here's one thing to consider. 
Now, I'm going to stop talking smack about Cadence of Hyrule in just a second, but just let me finish my little rant because there is a little tiny teensy bit of residue of that sort of naysayerness still here. Uh, and so I just sort of have to address that so that we can start the hype train officially. Okay, so basically I love top-down Zelda. I grew up on top-down Zelda. I think that in 2019 is a great time for uh, indie games that are Zelda-like. So that's basically a genre now, uh, Zelda-like, kind of like Souls-like and all the other likes out there. Um, and, you know, now Nintendo finally caught wind of, of sort of that whole phenomenon. They caught wind of, hey, you know, indies are cool, uh, roguelites are cool. So, you know what, we could make another Zelda game. We could make our next Zelda spinoff game, but let's just get another company to do this for us. And somehow... The creators of uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Brace Yourself Studios, or Brace, Brace Yourself Games, they kind of hit the lottery with this, and they got to be the ones that uh, made this game. So, pretty cool stuff. Uh, really good for them. But the problem is, the problem as I saw it, and as I still will see it a little bit, is that the last time we got an all-new top-down Zelda game, just straight-up top-down Zelda, I'm not talking about rhythm games, not talking about spin-off games, you know, we're not talking about Triforce Heroes, because that's, you know, that's a not a not a really mainline Zelda game, in my opinion. <clears throat> okay, so the last time we got a for-real, all-new, top-down Zelda game was Spirit Tracks in 2009. Now... Fast forward, uh, yeah, 2009. Okay, so fast forward to 2013, and we got A Link Between Worlds, which was a fantastic sort of, kind of not really a remake of A Link Between, or A Link to the Past. It's, it's not a remake, but it's like, it's like, you know, halfway or like a third or a quarter of a remake, because it just uses so many assets from the original game, it's clear that they were trying to remake uh, A Link to the Past, and then it just sort of took a life of its own, and they did that with it, which ended up being great. And it's a great game, but I don't really consider it a, a new, new, totally original top-down Zelda game. The last time we got a top-down Zelda game uh, that was totally new was Spirit Tracks for the DS in December 2009. Guys, it's been almost 10 years since we have gotten an all-new top-down Zelda game. And guess what? Link's Awakening is going to be awesome, but it doesn't count. So we still, after Link's Awakening uh, comes out, we still will have not had a brand new Zelda top-down experience since 2009. Now, let's assume, uh, yeah, it's probably coming out, you know, um, sometime this year, to, uh, 2019. I think we'll see it before... Um, I think we'll see it before the holidays. You know, it'll be a holiday release. Okay, so that bums me out. I would like us to have a brand new um, <clears throat> top-down Zelda game, and this seemed like the perfect opportunity. This seems like a missed opportunity to me <clears throat> um, that Cadence of Hyrule uh, sort of won the lottery instead of, again, the Blossom Tales developers or... Um, the Anodyne developers, or name any other really fantastic Zelda-like that's out um, on uh, Steam or, or Switch or whatever. Um, there's a billion of them. And take your pick. I would like e any of those more than I would like Cadence of Hyrule. But 
that's all the negativity I'm gonna say. That's I went into the negative way more than I expected. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I have now played uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. I have beaten Crypt of the Necrodancer, kind of. Uh, and I've, you know, put a solid number of hours into it. I've really enjoyed it. It's it's freaking tough. It's a hard game. So I'm wondering how they're going to sort of, you know, make a game like that for, you know, the, 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 people are going to want a Zelda game to feel like a long a long experience rather than just a quick hit roguelite type of game. Um, so I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how this game is going to work. Is this going to be a full on kind of Zelda adventure or, you know, that's all rhythm tapped or whatever, or is it going to be kind of like maybe, um, Crypt of the Necrodancer was, but just maybe larger levels, maybe more theatric, um, bringing in lots of, of Zeldas and sort of sequencing thing, or sorry, bringing in a lot of assets from previous Zelda games. That's what it looks like from the trailer. And the trailer is really fun. It's a really fun to watch. So I'm pretty confident this is going to be a good game. I don't see this being a flop. Um, so do I wish that we had another, a, a different game? Yeah, I do. I wish that another indie studio had won this lottery. But at the end of the day, this game is in good hands. This, the Crypt of Necrodancer is a great game. It is a rhythm game, but there's really nothing wrong with rhythm games. It's just I feel like Zelda and rhythm games have nothing to do with each other. It's, it seems kind of a forced thing that they're doing here. But again, I'm not really mad now. I'm I'm I've accepted that this is the that this is the deal. This is the Zelda spin-off game that we're getting. Zelda, uh, Nintendo has a long record of mediocre uh, Zelda spinoff games and this seemed like it was going to be another one but now that I've had some time to digest Crypt of the Necrodancer I'm all on board so with that in mind here is hoping guys that this game comes out soon I guess really I'll leave it at that the hype train is here I I am your hype captain not really I just basically spent like 15 minutes talking shit about Cadence of Hyrule but um, let me take off my haters cap. Let me put on my hype. My, I am the hype captain of this choo-choo train. So climb on board. Cadence of Hyrule is hopefully coming this week. I'm really interested to see how much it's going to cost. Is it going to be like a $40 game? That'd be kind of weird, right? Um, I, I feel like they got to keep the, the cost low on this game because I do believe that they want to make this a mobile game as well. I think this is going to be like an iOS and Android game eventually, but they are going to debut it on Switch kind of like they did with Pokemon Quest. I've talked about this before. Um, but anyway, let's move on from Cadence of Hyrule. That was the topic of this uh, here podcast, but I want to talk also a little bit about some of the other news that's going around. Um, one, I, I want to touch on this Final Fantasy VII Rimako mod for PC. And I guess some other versions of the game as well. But um, yeah, the, the PC version of Final Fantasy VII that you can get on like Steam and I think maybe directly from Square Enix's website, um, which I own that. I think I picked it up during a Steam summer sale like a year or two ago and just haven't gotten around to playing it. Um, 
and that which is funny because I just did a whole uh, podcast about how I'm gonna play Final Fantasy VII. But now, and I have been, by the way, I've, I've been uh, chipping away at it slowly but surely. But now I'm thinking I'm gonna have to go back to the PC to play it because this Remako mod basically uses a technology that I'm not that familiar with, but it's called I guess it's called neural networking. And essentially, what it does is it it's it analyzes an image like a poor quality image and it just basically it's it's basically a an in real life version of zoom and enhance like you know how in movies you'll see somebody say zoom enhance zoom enhance and you're basically zooming in on these pixels and then saying enhance and then it becomes a perfectly clear photo well it's freakishly similar to that it is excuse me freakishly similar to that in fact um, like basically I'm looking at this video right now that compares the texture. So basically, uh, if you've played Final Fantasy VII lately, or if you've, maybe you're somebody who is too young to remember that game or to have played that game, but maybe you've, you know, you're interested in it because maybe you're interested in the cloud character, you're interested in the lore of the game, but you just haven't put the time into it. Well, here's the thing about that game, and a lot of PlayStation era games is games like this use basically, uh, I guess, like JPEGs, if you will, of these rendered environments. So basically you get a rendered environment and then you take a, a low quality screenshot of that environment and compress it so that it will fit, um, you can fit a ton of them on a single disc or a handful of discs. And then you have your sprite walk around that and interact as if it's, you know, a full 3D environment when it's actually just a still image. So what they've done in this mod is they've taken all of these old, dated, awkward looking images and they have sharpened them like incredibly, like weirdly um, competently. Like it's, it's weird, man. It looks like, like it just looks like someone found the original renders of this game and just found those and just took more upscaled versions of all these like kind of photos that are used and you're basically on a really souped up version of the original Final Fantasy 7 if you apply this mod. I have not done so yet um, but I, I plan on it. I don't see how I couldn't really. Um, it just looks, I mean, you know, it's little things like, you know, in... I, don't, I really don't know how this technology works, but basically what it does is it analyzes an image and it says, okay, so there's a jagged part right here, but we can clearly tell that this isn't meant to be a straight line. So we'll put a straight line here and then we can see the top of it. There's another straight line. So, okay, that's a bar. That's a horizontal bar or a uh, diagonal bar that we've got here. So it used to be all jagged and pixely, but now it's perfectly smooth. And they even got the lighting around it right. So if it's like, if it has weird lighting in, in that jagged photo, then the lighting is like interpreted perfectly. And it's just freakishly, I'm just looking at some of these images right now and it's wild stuff. Now, is it is it as good as like a true remaster? No, it's not. But, um, you know, it's not all that bad either. It, it's, I this is... I hate things like um, filters that are used on emulators and things like that. I think that those look awful. 
Um, so I'm not interested in those, but this I can get behind. This I can absolutely get behind because this is just on another level of AI that is doing this work here that is just truly makes it look like an old, uh, uh, it just looks like the old rendering. I'd really like to see somebody do this to the game Mist, uh, take some of those original screenshots from Mist and give it this treatment. That could be really cool. I mean, really, there's a, a million games you could do the same technique with, and I'm sure more and more people will. But Final Fantasy VII is definitely a great place to start with this whole uh, this whole modding scene using these neural networks. I think that um, if I can give you guys a link. So first of all, I'm not even going to bother saying this blogspot link because I cannot pronounce that and I'm not going to spell it out. But if you just um, search Final Fantasy VII Remako, that's R-E-M-A-K-O, if you just search that, you'll find you know the good stuff. Uh, it's in a blog spot. You can get to the download there. The download's pretty large. Um, it's about five gigs, but you know, um, if it's on, you know, it's on PC for most people, so it's not going to be much of an issue. Um, that's it about that. Now, there's another piece of news out there floating around today, and that is Super Mario Maker Two um, apparently does not have co-op with your friends. The online co-op, meaning that when you're when you've got four characters on the screen at once, that is all um, other people uh, that are just randos. You're basically playing the game with randos. It's automatically assigned. You can't choose who you're playing a level with, um, and that's pretty. That's pretty weird. It's pretty frustrating. Um, I don't really see. I don't really foresee myself doing a ton of that. I think I'll definitely would want to do some. In fact some of my switch owning friends <clears throat> we've already talked about this and we've already like typed it up like oh yeah we're gonna play mario together it's gonna be great but it turns out we can't so <clears throat> kind of a bummer um but yeah there's that i'm suspecting that nintendo will eventually roll this feature out later when it's ready perhaps they just feel it's not ready although it is really weird <clears throat> that it's ready for randos, but it's not ready for our friends. I don't really understand the logic there. Maybe they're just pairing us up with people that have a similar internet speed or something like that. So maybe they have some information like that to work with that just makes the experience better. And maybe they feel like when you're selecting friends all over the world on different connections that you're just going to have problems with latency and um, things like that. So that's what I'm guessing, but I, I don't know. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't fit, you know, it just doesn't, that's the only thing I can think of, but it just doesn't fit. My guess is they're just tweaking that and trying to make it better before they, you know, make the friends thing a reality because, you know, they wouldn't want to release that feature on day one if it was not perfect because holy cow, I mean, people are really out on a witch hunt these days for any game that doesn't perform well, um, in terms of like the network and all that, so... In any case, guys, that is it for today. That is it for this podcast. Uh, thanks for checking me out. You can hit me up on Twitter. That is Road Noise Gaming on Twitter. That's all for this one, guys. Take it easy.